This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey everybody, it's Chris and Hannah with Life 180. And um, so for this video, we're gonna talk about uh, something we've alluded to um, already in a couple of the videos, um, and that is the five love languages. Building a business is hard enough on its own without adding in the complication of, you know, people you love. There's a ton of content and information from great people about how to hustle your face off to succeed. And there's also a lot of great information about how to have a successful marriage. We couldn't find anything that bridged the gap. Like, what do you do when you want to build a kick-ass business, but you still want to make sure that you keep your family as the number one priority? So after 18 years together, oh wow, and building lots of businesses, some that succeeded and some that crashed and burned, Chris and I are here to get real with what has worked, what hasn't worked, and how we are continuing to be intentional about growing not only the success of our businesses, but our marriage as well. So join in as we share our tips, tricks, failures, and stories with other successful entrepreneurial couples. Welcome to Business with Benefits. I think we got two books. This is the kids version for children. And then this is is the simple ideas for lasting love. This is by Gary Chapman. Go ahead. I just wanted to have a moment of Vanna White. (laughs) So um, this book is actually, the reason we wanted to do a uh, video on this is, I think it's really important. You know, we we, we talk about, as entrepreneurs um, who are married, can I peek? Can you stay focused? I haven't read your results in a long time. Oh my gosh. I don't know if these are my or your results. This is mine. Those are yours? Yeah. So, So at the end of the day, like we, when we kind of made the decision to um, make a big shift in our marriage about a decade ago, um, we started the process of trying to figure out how to redefine what we wanted this to look like. We made a lot of changes and we still kept coming up to this like barrier and hitting our head and, and somehow we kept ending up in these weird arguments and fights and not being on the same page and and, and it all stemmed around the fact that, well, I, I guess before I say that, when it was happening, we both felt very vindicated and justified in our positions. And we felt that way because, quite frankly, we kind of both were. The reason that we were having these challenges is because we didn't really understand. You know, there's that old Bible concept is do unto others as you expect done unto yourself. And we kind of have come up with this new concept of of do unto others as they would like done unto them right you totally stole it from me but yeah but i said it more succinctly no that's what um, i say you steal every expression that i I didn't steal i said we We. i said we we We. swiper over here goes with the we yep because the last video i said that out loud Mm-hmm. And then whatever you can you can steal anyway, it you can okay. steal it and Don't call be upset it at me. and call it we it's That's okay fine. it's a we um, I'm so, refreshing my memory for those of you who have done the five love languages you're totally gonna know what I mean there's a quiz in the back and you have to go through and take this quiz and then it gives you your results and it tells you which of the five major love languages which is ways that we feel loved mm. and appreciated by someone um, <clears throat> are the ones that are the most important to you. And I just found my score. And so I had to, this, we did it years ago, years ago, years ago. So now I'm going back to look and I'm words of affirmation, quality time. Those are tied for number two and acts of service dominates for me. Dominates, dominates. like by far. <clears throat> and so, you know, in, and that'll make sense when you do the book. In, in the last video we talked, she, she kind of gave the description of like our daily actions, right? Like what our day to day looks like. And I wake up in the morning 
Well, well, I guess before I even go there, we used to just kind of butt heads all the time because I'd be working all the time and I'd feel like I was doing, I've always been the kind of guy who wants to put my wife first. And so when you have, when you genuinely come from that place and you still end up butting heads with your wife mm. and not fulfilling her needs, so to speak, and, 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 and where you get to a place where she's disconnected from you because she doesn't feel heard, she doesn't feel understood, she doesn't feel taken care of, she doesn't, like all that stuff. And that's really all you really wanna give in this world is to yeah. like handle that. Yeah, you like, were trying so that hard. That becomes, and you're trying so it hard, it becomes working. frustrating, especially yeah. after, you know, we'd gone through what we'd gone through and we made the decision to make everything work and redefine everything. And then maybe two years after that, we, we'd gone through two years of tr like feeling like we were doing way better and we were doing way better. Uh-huh. And we were still like kept like coming to this head pretty consistently, yeah. pretty regularly where we'd be battling saying, about things. Can I interrupt you? I yeah, remember you saying, um, but he was working a ton of hours, oh right? Gosh. Building businesses and trying to make things it was work. Exhausting. And I had had a head injury at one point and I couldn't work for multiple years and I was helping to co-build and then he had to take on my responsibility mm -hmm. and his. And so everything was, everything I'm doing is for you. All of this that I'm doing is for you. And mm -hmm. you would disappear for like 90 or 100 hours a week and every night and every weekend. And it was all the time work. And the only thing that happened was when I felt like, oh, but I need you, but I don't, I, I want you to be present. I want you to go do something with me. I want you to be with the family. <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I have to do this. And that's just a total, um, bummer in a lack of communication because it's, and that's where the expression do unto others is they would have them done unto themselves. Like mm. ask the spouse, what do you need to have <laughs> right mm. now? Not assume that you need me to work a hundred hours a week. Um, check in, like totally. check in and say, Hey, what is important to you today? And we're probably oversimplifying it, but well, this, yeah, but you can read the book. To what really this get does is for, for me, I think it took some of the, a lot of the emotional charge out of the arguments mm. and it brought in an analytical methodology that allowed us to really understand the psychology of where the other person was coming from. Mm. So if I could explain the importance of the five love languages, um, and I know it sounds really cheesy, you guys, but hang in there. It's actually, think of it like an experiment. I'm not one who does a ton of feelings. I don't do the woo-woo. I don't do the mushy-gushy, the intimacy. That word gives me the heebie-jeebies, all right? That's not my personality. Mine is just like, dude, talk about it, fight about it, get it done, move on, boom, right? Not me. But what this has allowed us to do is to put like an algorithm, honestly, to why, success. yeah, to success and to how to get that for your yeah. spouse. And it also, so the magic in it that we haven't touched on in the last one, cause we didn't want to go there. Oh. It's how to get what you want in a relationship. Oh, yeah. yes it is. Yes it is. Yes. Don't even pretend. Yes. Don't even but, pretend. Yeah. Cause really we want our spouse to be happy and we want us to be happy. We want sure. our spouse to give us everything that we want in terms of, um, whatever that is for you, because that's different for everybody. And that's what this teaches us is that what we want is different for everybody. And it really quantifies that. So the whole premise is that when you begin to give your spouse what they want in their language, in their own way of interpreting mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. which is usually something about how they were brought up, <laughs> what love was given to them. And that's their understanding sure. usually. 
plus there's genetic components too. Then at that point, once they have been given what they want and need, then they will reciprocate naturally. Mm -hmm. And instead, where we were always coming at it was like, he's not giving me what I want. Well, she's not giving me what I want. Well, if you don't have sex with me, then I'm not going to be nice to you. Well, if you don't take me out to dinner, then I'm not going to have sex with you. And so it just, that's an it's example. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this really it's like- common example in the world, I think. common example. Sure. Yeah. Like if you don't change the baby's diapers and take out the trash, damn it, sure. then why would I ever want to like lay you? And the guy's like, well, if I never get laid, why am I ever going to do anything nice for you? Nobody means for that to happen, but it's just based on the way that we're programmed. So what this teaches us and taught mm -hmm. us in a huge way that really revolutionized how we work with each other mm -hmm. um, is to meet the other one's needs. And it sounds really cheesy and it reminds me of the stuff that we learned way back in like, yeah. you know, well. in Sunday school. But when you, when you make the other person comfortable in their way of feeling loved, naturally they reciprocate and that's worked out very well for you sure. and that's why he keeps speaking my love language mm -hmm. because he has figured out see this is how to be smart you figure out how to get what you want and it, i can sometimes tell like mm -hmm. sometimes it's very obvious girls you're gonna get this like you know <laughs> you know when he's depends on what your language is like he's buying you a gift if you're a gifter or he's taking out the trash uh, on a rainy Friday night, <laughs> no, if you're an acts of service girl, or if he's like taking you out to dinner and like canceling all of his meetings because he wants to have a date with his wife, if you're a quality time person, which the book will explain. Yeah, he's trying to get laid, all right? I know it, like I can really? see it happening and it's hysterical, but it eventually becomes part of, because he's a, he's a personal touch love language. And it's not always just I'm glad the world laid. knows this now, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's not always just okay. about getting laid. No, it's I about I understand. It's about even just like these yes. snuggle moments, mm -hmm. right? Which I'm more willing to do when you've given me the stuff yeah. that makes me feel happy. Well, so I want to caution. So Does there's that a, help? There, I hope that helps. There's a Maybe there's a couple I'm things. So so there's so I want I want to I want to give it from the guy's perspective. Am now. I oversharing? No, it's totally probably probably, but you know that's that's just the way we do things around here. Um, so. Let me let me give it from the guy's perspective really quick. We're quickly. married. We're yeah, allowed. Yeah, exactly. Y'all are married. Um, we didn't have three kids by accident. The um, that's too graphic. Well, it's, line crossed. Well, so anyway, <laughs> she says laid like seven times, and I mentioned having kids, and that's too far. That's that's where the lines cross. All right, so here we go. Um, <laughs> So this is a great. This is a great book. I think I'm um, blushing. So anyway, um, Ooh, the guys, do. the guys' perspective. Okay. Um, I want to caution a couple things. First of all, you can't like listen. We're all human beings. She does things sometimes because she wants. It, it's no different on both sides. We all have to understand what our spouse's needs are, and we have to meet them. It's no different yeah. than if you have a client. You, you have to meet your client's needs to keep them as a client. Like that's, you don't wanna like look at it as a business transaction, but it's no different than business like money follows value. Guess what? Attention, affection, everything follows value. Value in a relationship is providing their needs, their desires, like period. That, in that their is language. In their language, not, not yours. yours, right? And that's <laughs> yeah. where most people make the mistake. They go, I don't understand, I'm doing 
everything for her mm. or for him, but you're you're probably doing for them what you would want done for you, Ew. not yeah. for them. Whether you, you haven't really checked in and gotten clarity, mm -hmm. and that's where the power of this book is, is to solve that gap and to help you fill that hole in that in that void of understanding. Right. And so, but what I do want to caution is you can never come at it like I mean, she kind of joked about it in Jess, like wanting to do things to, to get what you want, like if it's guys to get sex or anything of that nature. But it, you can't ever go at it from that perspective. Like what I will say is if you, if you meet, if that is your thing and that's what you're going after, which a lot of guys, that's the case. Like, yes, you have to do that, but you can never do that with an expectation of a specific result. And because, not immediately. Like, over not time, immediate. like, right. over time, and it eventually adds up 100%. to making you sexy to me. But the more you, trash you take out, the more I'm like, yep. oh, yeah. She loves a garbage man. <laughs> the, um, the, the, I like you with the dish right? towel, exactly. like, over your shoulder, yep. washing the dishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm an access service girl. It makes exactly. me happy. Over so, time. So, over time. So, but the bottom line is you can't expect something overnight. <laughs> Or, or an immediate result. It's not like a, you know, break the glass and it's just going to happen. It's, it, it's, it's, it doesn't work that way. It, you really have to understand that you, it, it's Simon Sinek wrote a book, great eaters eat last, right? You have to serve, you have to give, you have to great, eat, great, great leaders eat last. You said great eaters. <laughs> eat last, great eaters eat Here's last. Here's what happens when we film videos at 10 o'clock at night. Great, you said great eaters oh, eat great, last. Great leaders eat great last. Great leaders. Sorry. Can we put that across tongue, the bottom? Tongue twister. <laughs> so, so great leaders eat last. And, and the whole concept yeah. is like, you got to just serve. You just got to yeah. give. You can't, you can't try to get yours without just like giving without expectation because that's not what leadership is about. And I'm sorry, but like yes, we're a partnership. Yes, we're a team, but like, it's my job to kind of lead. And from that perspective, like I am so over hearing men come to me or seeing videos or seeing in culture, men getting upset that their wives aren't putting out, their wives aren't doing this or their wives aren't doing that and not looking in the mirror and taking accountability and responsibility for the condition of their relationship. Because the only reason their wives are that way, it, unless their wives were like that from day one, which I don't think they would have been because if they were, they probably wouldn't have gotten married in the first place. But like, unless that was the case, which isn't like, it doesn't happen by accident. That doesn't just go away. It goes away because men are horrible. People I think in general are horrible, but men specifically tend to be like really bad at staying intentionally in touch with the needs of their spouse with, with um, what is actually important to the spouse. Thinking that, you know, we, we all get married. We all want to grow. We all want to build our businesses. We all want to become more successful. We, but, and and we, we, we get so caught up in chasing that success that we lose sight. We lose track of what we need to do to make sure we're taking care of the number one most important thing in our life, which is our wife. Right. I mean, but it's true. Like, and it's so true. Everybody wants to point the blame. And I think even I remember <clears throat> like we were in an angry spot when we first started reading this. It was like, it was, it was out of necessity. Yeah. I think we actually got this book because it was just like, okay, we're either going to kill each other or we're going to figure or something out. We're going to have to do something to problem yeah. solve this because mm -hmm. we were really at each other's throats. And we're both, you can tell we're both pretty type A personalities when it comes to this. So there's like, we either have to figure it out or we're just going to kill each other. Like, it's just, you know, like, 
I mean, we, we, we've learned to like have this dynamic with each other and we, the communication and like, if you would have seen us at 15 years ago and then warped forward to, if you knew us 15 years ago and then saw us now, you'd be like, who, what, how did and you guys obviously even get that? We still have like, ugly moments. Sure. Like, of course. When we slip out of our, yeah, of course, you know, everybody wise, does. good communication and we get at each other's throats and you know, people are you like, you would never do that to me. What, what are you talking doing? about? <clears throat> But yeah, so going back to, we were really, I remember being really angry at him that he wasn't um, fulfilling my needs. He wasn't living up to my expectations. He, and I had categories like of the things that he was doing wrong. And it was mostly littler things like domestic type things. He wasn't paying the bills properly. He wasn't taking out the trash. He wasn't even like unloading the bleepity bleep and dishwasher, which doesn't seem like it would be that huge a deal until it happens over and over and over wasn't and over. Wasn't putting my dish in the dishwasher after like I'd leave dishes on the couch. He'd leave a glass next to the couch every single time and walk away. Time. Yeah, you still do that. But <clears throat> so all of those things totally added up and added up. And I was like ready to wring his neck. Like I don't, and it, it brought us into these depths of so many other places. I don't want him to become like, Huh? Who has that? The example of the couple that you don't want to be like. And all of those, those behaviors were triggering for me that he was going to become like that guy. And then in exchange, I was going to become like that guy's wife who just allowed it and was a doormat and enabled those behaviors over many, many, many years. And that disgusted me as much as the fact that he was disgusting. She was disgusting. And this, all of this behavior was triggering, like this was all circling around in my head <laughs> about him leaving the glass on the thing next to the couch or not taking out the, you know, <clears throat> the householdy stuff on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I knew that I married the most brilliant man that I've ever met. The guy who can think in levels of strategy that like it's in a different plane and he can analyze data from an entire industry within a year and and filter it down to the most actionable golden nuggets for people in that industry to be able to excel and to project their life and like he can communicate and with people who are so difficult or people who are absolutely at odds with each other and he can, can bring them to the middle and find the beauty in them and get them to to be able to work together in ways that I've never seen another human being do it. So that's the stuff that I love about the dude. And isn't that way more powerful than like leaving your crap around the house? <laughs> you know, like we could hire someone for that eventually, right? That kind of stuff. So anyway, but I was so worked up in my head with literal hatred of him because of these householdy things and my projections of what that meant when I started reading this. By the time I got to the end, I figured out that it's all because of my love language and what's important to me and why all of those projections were happening and why they were so important to me. And it took out that emotional intensity mm. and it made me just realize like, oh, okay. So now I need to help him to understand why that is the case. And when he does, and when you did, you became way less aggressive at my aggression, defensive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe defensive, because you understood where it was coming from. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. all of the projections and crap I was bringing to it. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that well at all. And I think it went both ways, though. I think yeah, your I mean, understanding I would, I of me. I wouldn't say I had hatred. No, of you, no, no. But, but your understanding <laughs> of me yeah. and like my lack of intimacy it, or my lack of connection with you at times 
became a lot Here, more easy to understand. Here's what I'll say is like, never be a victim, right? Like, it, like there's one thing that I have like almost zero tolerance for in this world is like the victim mindset. And so that happens. We, we like to talk about how that happens in the world and in culture. Well, it happens in marriages. Like it happens in yeah. relationships. Like, like your wife stops being attentive to your needs, stops caring, stops like, you know, giving you what you want. And like, men just have this natural tendency to be like, oh, she like playing victim and she's not doing this. And how could she not do this for me or not do that to me? Like it, it really comes down to the fact that like, don't be the victim, figure it out. Like, why is it happening? It's happening for a reason. It just, it always is. And so the reason and don't you just, try to change her, don't try, try to, to change, change her, try to you. understand, like figure out what, what needs are, are you not meeting? What things are you not doing that you used to do? Why did this happen? And I promise you, mm. if you read this book, like you're going to have a lot of clarity around that. And so like yeah. the, the, the title of this video is like, I think I'm going to name this the title <laughs> of the video is how read how the five love languages can improve your business. Because like at the end of the day, like I know if you're watching this, chances are you're an entrepreneur, maybe you found it and you're not, but, but at the end of the day, like your business is not going to excel because you're not going to excel if you're distracted, if your mind's in a different place, if you're anything like me and you care about your spouse, which I hope you do, um, you're not going to be able to operate effectively at work when things aren't right at home. Yeah. If you leave home and you know your wife's pissed off at you, if you know things aren't good, if you know you guys haven't had a good connection for weeks or months on end, which is so sad to think about that people allow things to go that long so poorly for that long without addressing it. Like then you're not going to be able to be effective when you leave the door. Like that's going to be in your mind and it's going to be in your energy. It's going to sap mm -hmm. your energy. You're going to be tired because you're not sleeping better. Like mm -hmm. all these things happen. You're not going to be operating at full capacity. So like this book, Work on your marriage and it will improve your business. It will improve every element of your life, like period. And yes, it's work, but anything worth doing is going to take work. And, and you know, it, it, it just, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly until you're good at it. You, you don't have to be great at it. All it takes is effort. You know, and I can say that like, I'm not perfect. I'm still not perfect. She's not perfect. Like we, we both make mistakes constantly, but when you know the other person's putting effort forward and they, they genuinely are coming at it from the right place and you know, you get to the major, you get to the baseball hall of fame hitting 300, that's three out of 10. You know, if you can go seven, if you can go seven out of 10, if you can go seven out of 10 in your marriage and get 10, you know, out of 10 things you're trying to accomplish, check seven of them off the list, you're going to be like in the marriage hall of fame compared to most standards. You know, I got an <laughs> alarm going off that I don't understand. Okay. Stop. There we go. We got a little alarm, alarm working on the timer for us. But, um, so, you know, if, but, but the bottom line is if you, you're not going to be perfect, you don't need to be perfect, but I will say, is by focusing on her love languages, by you know waking up in the morning, bringing her coffee, bringing her uh, breakfast in bed, giving her time to sleep in, like knowing the important things to her, taking care of the dishes, making sure I'm handling certain elements of the household duties, making sure um, on the weekends she gets to sleep in, 
giving her time, bringing her plate, like doing the things that I know are important to her that honestly don't matter to me at all. Like <laughs> thinks they're crap. I'm not, I'm not an active service guy. I don't want people to do things for me. Like I just, it drives me crazy. Like, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And so we're really different than that because she actually sometimes still tries to do like acts of service for me. And she's like, why don't you like, you never appreciate it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I'm like, less. I don't care. Like, and, and that's like, it's fine. Like I understand she's doing it with a good heart and all that stuff. But I, by me focusing on her love language, it buys me grace in my errors. It's true. Period. It's so true. Period. It buys you grace in your errors. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. And I would encourage you, like, don't play a victim, you know. Don't wait for them don't wait to for work them. on them. Yeah. That's have, all I can say, too. Take, is that, take the initiative. Yeah. Go out and get this book. Do something intentional. Like, there's nothing more important in your life than making sure that you get this right. Even if you feel like things are okay, I promise you things can always be better. To this day, we're always working and talking and, and focusing on making sure we're trying to be intentional about making our relationship as mm -hmm. good as possible. It's not always perfect and it's always like, it's like the stock market, you know? It's like gonna constantly go up over time, but you know, it's got its little dips. If we work you know? on it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had fun with it. I don't remember if we said this at the beginning. We got two copies and we yeah. read them at night at the same time. Yep. And then we swapped. And we also bought two copies for my parents and two copies for his parents. And it's fun to actually do with some friends too. So if you have some friends that would be open to talking about their own stuff. I mean, it sounds so cheesy. It's, it's not, not like an official book club, yeah. but like, no. yeah, do it with some couples. Cause then you can, you know, joke about it and yep. pick on each other and, and you're all make on the it, same page and make about it for it. real. Cause yep. it's not as woo woo as it looks no. and as it sounds, believe me, I was like, Oh, yeah. I cannot handle this with like the lovey couple and the sunset. Like, Bless your heart, Gary Chapman. I love you, and I love the work that you did for our family. But the cheese factor. Cover design could do some work. It hurts. Um, anyway. Still worth uh, it. So anyway, I hope, I hope you found value in that. I hope you doesn't um, hate me, because I really love you, Gary. It, it, it's amazing. But I hope you guys found value in that. Um, if you have any um, videos or topics or whatever you'd like to talk about, um, we're, we're full transparency. As you could tell, we're like nothing's off the table. <laughs> Um, we've kind of, we've kind of, we've kind of made the commitment that like, we're, we're literally, we're, we're wanting to just like put this out there. Like no, no agenda, no nothing. We, we just like with what our story has been. And once again, we'll get to that at some point in time here and share it all. Um, you know, we just, we just feel this calling that now is kind of the right time for us to kind of get this information out there in the world, to share it with people, um, to hopefully, you know, help some people because I know with specifically with COVID and with everybody um, being home and stuck, like everybody's going through a lot of shift right now and a lot of relationships are having challenges. There's a lot of different things to balance and dynamics to manage and, you know, kids being at home and relationships struggling. And, um, and I think it's, it's really important that we all focus on being intentional about what we're doing and what we're trying to create out of our lives and mm -hmm. out of our relationships and out of our families and for our families. And so, that's what I'm hoping this will at least spark some people to see and prioritize and focus on. So teamwork, teamwork makes the dream work and it helps your business in the end. Yep, really. Exactly. That's what it boils so, down to. Anyway, so I Thanks hope that helps guys. Uh, good to see you and uh, we'll see you in the next video. Take care. 
Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you were able to find some value in this episode. And I'm so excited to announce that I just launched my first book, Executive Job Search Secrets. You can get your copy for $19.99 going over to Amazon.com right now. Or because of everything that's happening in the world right now with COVID, all the uncertainty, the high unemployment rates, I've actually purchased a thousand copies of this book, and I'm going to send a copy to the first 1,000 people that want to take advantage of this free offer. I'm on a mission to help people get positive results in their job search, and I know that the information in this book will make a positive impact in your life. So with that, I've ordered a thousand copies. I've paid for them. I want to send a free copy to everybody that wants to take advantage of this offer. All I ask of you is to cover the $8.95 for shipping and handling, and I will do the rest. I will get a copy right out to you in the mail as quickly as possible. All you have to do is go to executivejobsearchsecrets.com, enter your information, click the button, and I will send it right out to you. And I hope you have the best of luck with your search. Go out and crush it, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.